Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. We are a triage center, basically. So you come in and whatever process you're at, if you're thinking about divorce, if you're going through divorce or you're coming out the other side, we help assess where you're at, what your needs are, and you join a community of other individuals who are going through it. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Brian Switchko of One Inc. We are a creative cohort and storytelling studio based in Los Angeles. I've been a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast since the beginning. I've been a member of the We Are LA Tech community since the beginning. I am so happy and grateful to have known Esprit and watched the genesis of both. Um, but I've remained a listener because of the warmth that she shares with her listeners and her audience, but also the space that she makes uh, for her, her guests and the stories that come from that. And then also to know that those stories aren't just stories. They aren't just content. Uh, they're a part of a community, and that community is something that can be experienced in so many different ways. And the times that I've been able to meet other people and connect with them from the community have resulted in meaningful relationships and potent business partnerships. And you know, at so many situations where I can track back person to person, situation to situation over months and years, um, and and just point to as free as the catalyst for for what you know you look back and it's just it's just magic. Uh, I'm so happy and grateful for Esprit and the We Are LA Tech community. I will continue listening, participating, and happily cheering for a very long time to come. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, celebrating LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest, Lila. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Spree, and thank you for having me. And I really love that enthusiasm. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> so excited to have you on. You help serve so many people survive divorce. So to get into it, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, who am I? Let's see. So I'm a Pakistanian. Yeah, that's what I say. So I'm a half Pakistani, half Italian, born in New York City. That's like the melting pot. And I say that's who I am because it really is ingrained inside of me as like the cultures, uh, the hotheadedness, the love of food, the love of life, you know, family, friends, yeah. like commotion. All of that is really embedded in who I am. Um, and I'm also been fortunate to kind of grow up as one of those. I'm I've got a brother, and him and I uh, just 
very close, one year apart. And my dad was one of those kind of dads who was like, yeah, I'm treating you both the same, which I love that. So very <laughs> new age. Instilled in me this like power to, you know what? I can do everything yeah. I put my mind to. And so that's who I am for the good or the bad and the crazy decisions I make in my life. I am that person who will try everything and do everything possible. <laughs> Hence why I'm here and started on the back end of a lot of pain I went through personally, mm. put that to purpose and um, created a ecosystem and a platform that helps people go through divorce and separation. Now, I have a mediation background and a coaching, divorce coaching accreditation. So I not only help individuals one on one, but I've created this co-created because I have an amazing co-founder partner yeah. who's unbelievable. Um, and she and I joined forces. She's got a divorce, financial <laughs> divorce accreditation. So imagine that she's a CDFA, certified divorce financial yeah. analyst. They exist. They're amazing. They, everyone needs one. And so we joined forces and created this platform called Split FYI to help people kind of navigate the whole process, but not just that. It's like get fed and get underst like understand, get educated, get support along the way, the how they need it, and just be that lending hand, basically. So split.fyi. Yeah. And well, it's actually splitfyi.com, but yes, you can also find it at split.fyi. You have both. Uh -huh. You have both. Okay, have both. perfect. So split FYI is for anybody going through a divorce or separation who has commingled finances children. And we are a triage center, basically. So you come in and whatever process you're at, if you're thinking about divorce, if you're going through divorce or you're coming out the other side, we help assess where you're at, what your needs are, and you join a community of other individuals who are going through it. So you've got a community built in community, forums, toolkit library. You have this in an app or it, just on the website? In an app and in a website. Okay, So cool. there's a progressive web app and there is a website. So you can use it on both. And I even have my tile on my phone. And it connects you with other professionals that you might need that can support you through it, like CDFAs, divorce coaches, dating coaches, career coaches, you name it. We've got a marketplace of amazing divorce professionals. And it's got loads of education and educational tools. And plus the access to the community events. Um, we've got accountability hour. We've got coffee talk. We've got SOS, which is a support group. So all of those initiatives. So just help you move along through your divorce or separation process. Okay. So what inspired? Mm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I myself went through a very long divorce. Um, it's not normal always, so don't get scared for any of you who are about to get on embark on that process. But I was in and out of court for 10 years. Um, a I like lot how of you're like, don't get scared. It's okay. <laughs> 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> yes. Now, 10 years. Now, the interesting part is the divorce part, the actual like signing the divorce papers and the financial part was only two years. Yeah. But unfortunately, as we know that, you know, divorce isn't always over when you have children right away because there's a lot of going back and forth, co-parenting, uh, ins and outs, you know. So that's really what took a long time. Right. And during that process, I think it was like three years in. And I'm going to mention this, too. Yeah. And I always say this and it always throws people off. But. I was sideswiped by divorce, so it wasn't—I didn't choose it. You didn't see it coming? I didn't see it coming, and I was pregnant six months. 
and it all happened. So, and I say that not because, right? It's just to understand where I was at in that moment of life. You know, about to embark on being the first time parent, you know, mom, and, you know, had a vision that my life would be like, oh, we're having a kid and then we're going to have another one. And like everyone thinks, you know, you're married and you're creating a life together and creating a life together. So, that was where I was at at that moment was, oh, my God, my whole world just crashed down yeah. around me. Um, and I remember, and this is getting very personal. Yeah. I remember, like, literally being on the floor and feeling like the walls were closing in. And I sat down. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward, backwards, sideways. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. it was like I was holding my breath. Um, and I soon realized that it's not that easy to navigate this whole thing if you haven't gone through it. And by the way, I mean, who has really gone through it if they're doing it for the first time, right? And so who do you turn to? You know, everyone says, get yourself a good lawyer. What does that mean? What does a good lawyer mean? Like, you know. And and so expensive. Right. It's expensive. But not only that, like, literally, truly, what does a good lawyer mean? Now, I just was pregnant and I I had a doctor. And I remember when I was choosing a doctor for that, people were like, well, what are you like? Are you a person who likes to be, you know, explained every little thing? Or if there's nothing wrong for your doctor to be like, all's good, that's it. Yeah. I'm like, that's the type of person I am. Yeah. And so, great. So choose a doctor. Here are some doctors who are like that, that have a good bedside manner, but at the same time, they're not going to over-explain things to you. So it makes you really confused and scared. I was like, yes. So I had that liberty of choosing that. Now, this time I was like, I don't know what I need. Yeah. I don't know what type of person I want or who I want by my side. And do I need to go that route? Like, so that educational piece was missing. Took a long time to figure it out. I was the first out of my peer group, so I couldn't even call on my friends to really kind of help me through yeah. this all. Emotionally, yes, they were supportive, but really for the ins and outs but of all of this. But if they don't get it, like if they're not no. in the emotion and psyche of what you're going through, they can't get it to the level that you need to be supported. A- yeah. Absolutely not. And and I don't blame them for it. Like, first of all, most of them were about to get married themselves yeah. or have their first kid or, you know, so it was really hard to call on them for this kind of support. My parents, well, obviously they were really emotionally invested with me and hard for them to compartmentalize those emotions, right? Family members eat them. So I was desperate. I tried to look for support groups. I tried to look for help outside of it. Very difficult to find. In fact, I was so desperate. I actually joined the only divorce support group that I could find was at a local Catholic church, which, by the way, I'm not Catholic or, you know, haven't gone to church ever. Yeah. So I was like, I don't care. I'm joining it. I, I The desperation of connecting with other people who have gone through it yeah. and also that support that's coming from some sort of professional or somebody who can help ease the pain yeah. was I was desperate for it. So that happened. You know, as the years went by, I remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm spending so much money on my lawyer. And like I'm literally forfeiting all my decision making power to somebody else. Right. And so I was like, I need to take I need to take control Mm -hmm. of my life. And so I decided I was like, you know what? I know so much about this and what's going on. I decided to get my accreditation and mediation. Yeah. Signed up for, you know, is this why you're still going through it? 
this is why I'm still going through That's it. That's so interesting. This is why I'm still going through it because I realized I was like, what do I need? What are the tools I need to get myself through yeah. this as well? And that's also learning the skills. I mean, really, it is a learning process. It's like, how do you negotiate? Yeah. You need to learn how to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Yes, your lawyer can do it for you, but you also have to figure things out and like yeah. what your needs are, what your bottom line is, you know, how do you turn up for it? How do you compartmentalize your emotion right to all of this oh my god so hard so part of it was that so i'd say like you know learn how to negotiate learn how to communicate yeah <laughs> that's hard <laughs> that's hard on just in a normal healthy relationship exactly yeah. yeah exactly and here you are trying to communicate with somebody who's really up against you yeah and then and then somehow try to make it work for you yeah and not also you know like throw off another bomb yeah. That's happening because, you know, if you're going to quit, like when you're in a contentious divorce, especially yeah. um, and even non-contentious ones to a certain degree, yeah. when you start talking about finances and distribution and this and, you know, kids and where they're going to go, there's always an element of a bit of, you know, there's a lot of strain in yeah, that, yeah. right? And it sets off triggers. And so it, it you have to picture it like, I don't know, like I, at one point I had this visual of me like walking a tightrope. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like over a really high, high, like extremely high canyon and like you look down and it's like oh my god you could fall right or left and it's still falling yeah. right and I and it's like there's no net underneath and there's bombs going off to try to get you off yeah. of that tightrope that was like my visual all the time I was like that's yeah. what I feel constantly it's crazy so, right so I felt like I didn't have a coach to go to I had yeah. a therapist that I went to which was great for a lot of emotional support yeah. um it's what I needed but not someone that I was like okay I can't keep talking about the past and, and understanding why this is happening yeah. to me. I need to figure out how to move forward. Right. And that forward momentum is essential. So It's wild to me that as you're going through all this really heavy, crippling pain, it's all, without you knowing, leading to a future life of entrepreneurship 100%. and technology. It's like, it's crazy that this really negative, dark thing is leading to something that in the future is going to be very abundant for you. A hundred percent. And this is where I always say to people, there's a gift in everything. And even in the darkness, there is a gift yeah. and you don't see it. And it's going to be so hard for you to see it. But yeah. down the line, I promise you, yeah. it will show yeah. and it will show up for you. Yeah. Um, and so you know, you I become a mediator. I become a mediator. Now, I've always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I was running my own company, yeah. a, d a jewelry design company yeah. and distribution uh, around the world when all of this was going down. So okay. I was like, how do I choose? I had three things looming. I was like, yeah. here's my my business, yeah. a new baby. Yeah. And a divorce. I'm like, yeah. okay, I need to streamline this. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, the business had to take complete backseat. Um, and before that, I was also, I started a company in Italy. So I've, for but me, entrepreneurship was company, scary. the Italian company, those, were those in tech or that was really Nothing different? in tech. Nothing in this tech This is yet. the first time yeah. tech goer that I am, which is, you know, also very daunting, right? Yeah. It's like, I knew something had to happen that connected the dots and could connect a lot of people going through this because no matter where you live in this world, yeah. divorce doesn't discriminate. It is the same. The, the emotions are the same. The things that you're dealing with, the finances, the kids, yeah, 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 yeah. all of that are all the same. Yeah. They just look a little different in legal aspect. Yeah. But what you go through is all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Went through that. 
became a mediator by virtue of just also going through it. Everybody came to me and was like, oh, my God, so-and-so is going through divorce. Yeah. Can you talk to this person? Can you talk to that person? And I ended up really mentoring a lot of people through the process. And I found that actually, rather than being a mediator, I really felt good helping people mm-hmm. and the individual through it. Yeah. So more like the coaching aspect yeah. of it. I was like, actually, that's my wheelhouse. Like, I get this. And it yeah. felt good to give back and also help people understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But at this point, you were still going through it? Yes. So this whole time, (laughs) you're still going through your divorce. I'm still going back for child affairs and certain things. And I'm not going to even go into the ins and outs of all of that. But yes, I was still going back to court. And at this point, you're also a a single mom? I'm a single mom. Yes. (laughs) I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting, though. It's like the world, it, it really, the universe gives you what you can handle in a yeah. certain way. And even though you think you can handle yeah, it, somehow yeah. you do. And actually having all those things probably helped, you know, inspire me. And I will say that although every time I say the story of I was sideswiped at six months pregnant, which is like for everyone, oh, my God, jaws dropped. Yeah. I'm like, but probably also saved me in many ways because there was like I had somebody else to think about in that moment inside of me like I was like I can't escape I can't go and drink I can't do this I can't just like lose myself I had to be really responsible in a way that was like okay you gotta face this and you (laughs) said that when you were married at that time that you thought you had a a solid marriage. Yeah. Like you thought you guys were good. You were the couple everybody wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's weird ways that there was a lot of similarities in, in our, in, like I always say like you meet somebody and especially if you procreate with them and you have kids with them, you're like, that was meant to happen. Like yeah. that was literally meant to happen. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, I met him on a trip when I was in London and, you know, I look at this and I'm like, I definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah. Now, did we fight? Did we like, you know, argue? Yes. I mean, yeah. every couple has their certain degree of that. But did I see this coming? Absolutely not. Especially when I was pregnant with our child mm. that we both decided to have. So so it's just so heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. It so is. So heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're thinking about creating this piece of technology to bring a support system together at scale. Mm-hmm. Now, was it for mainly women or both women and men? Is it for everybody going through divorce? It's for everybody going through divorce. Okay. And the reason being is my end, like I would picture, even though they're not a user on our site, the end user being the kids. Now, not mm. everybody who are in our community actually have kids. So that's fine also because you have finances, you have emotions around yeah. wrapped around it. But I always pictured like, what's going to help kids? Like yeah. if you can even support one person, whether it be the father, the mother, whoever it is, yeah. that's doing something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so and it helps the family as a whole. Yeah. And that's the end game, really, yeah. for that. And it's it's also so, like, for example, probably the amount of money that I spent in legal fees and all of that would probably equate to, like, buying my daughter an apartment, you know, for her future or yeah. put her through all of university and then yeah. some and maybe master's program. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, you sit there and you think about all the money that you throw down the drain mm. because you're in this fight or you're you're not knowledgeable and you don't know how to even yeah. manage your lawyers and you don't know how to yeah. manage those things and you're not making decisions because you don't know how to all those things factor into a cost and that cost is what's really important to try to alleviate and because that cost also draws you into 
anxiety, uh, you know, like overwhelm, yeah. all of it. So fear, I mean, and that fear drives you into making decisions that aren't right. So it's yeah. just this vicious cycle, right? And when in this process did you meet your co-founder? So, all right. So fast forward yeah. many years, I moved to L.A. And you finally get divorced. Oh, I'm divorced. <laughs> so divorce happened. It was back and forth in the process of the co-parenting stuff. So it was more the 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 child. The child yeah. Yeah, affairs. Yeah. Um, and so I would say 10 years uh, yeah. in and out. And then we I also in the process, I met somebody new, which is amazing. Um, it's crazy. I know. And I want to ask, but it's like I didn't want to jump ahead. But now since you brought it up. Well, it's part of the, the, the okay, whole good. The story. Because line. I've been dying to say, how were you able to still believe in love and yeah. marriage? So you answered that in your own time. But I am. that will get, We'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. Because part of what I was saying this is that, um, you know, somebody amazing came into my life, which I'm really grateful for. And I always say recognize when people do come into your life and, you know, explore it. Be curious. I was curious. That's what I decided to do. I was like, I don't know where this is going. Yeah. I don't need an end answer. I don't even care. This is actually, I'm going to be curious. Where does this take me? Right. Rather than putting all that, oh my God, you know, I, I've been burned. I've been hurt. I've been this. I've been that. I don't trust because everybody's unique, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me be curious about this. This feels right. He feels good. Let's figure this out. And we just did that. And that was how we explored. And my daughter at the time was two, just two years old, yeah. you know, when I just met him. So I took it slow. Trust me, took it slow. Um, and it was nice to have some support when I was going through this, you know, back and forth yeah. and court, out of court and all that. But I was very much on my own in in this sense, right? Because only I was going through that. Yeah. Nobody else can. And I didn't want it to make it the thing that was our relationship and bring it down, right? Um, but fast forward, you know, God, eight years together, we decided, um, we're like, you know what? I think we need a change. There was a lot of factors of yeah. living in the, I was living in Europe for over 20 years. Yeah. And for me, I was like, my family's in America this is a good timing. Wait, wait, hold on. You were living in Europe for over 20 years. This is before you got divorced. Yeah. So I lived in Italy and then I lived in, in London. Okay. So I collectively in all of those years, I lived in Europe for over 20 years. Oh, collectively. Years. Mm -hmm. Okay, got mm -hmm. it, got it. I uh -huh. thought you meant. No, yeah, okay. no. So collectively at this time, I was living over 20 years. So over half my life, yeah. I was living in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And I missed America to a certain degree. Yeah. There's a lot of things, my family, certain yeah. ways about Your American divorce ways. was in Europe. It was in Europe. It was in London. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this idea came to me when I was living in London and I was going through my divorce. Yeah. But I was stuck. I yeah. wasn't able to like make it happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah, didn't yeah. know how to make it happen. I didn't know how to switch gears and be like, how do I do this? Where do I go from here? Right. right. Everything that was looming on me in, in, in London felt very divorce-esque. Like I was still there. It looks like I had the label right, right. of it. Right. So I talked to my partner and him and I both decided like, maybe it was a good moment right at this moment to let's explore America and what it's like. And yeah. I said, you know, my brother lives in San Diego L.A. sounds like a good place. I'm be close to him. And L.A. is close to the tech scene. Yeah, yeah, He's got yeah. a tech scene. I yeah. was like, maybe I can make this happen there. Yeah, right? And yeah. that was really the idea yeah. behind that. And it's good timing for my daughter's school yeah. to, to switch gears at that moment. Right? Yeah. Um, so she wouldn't hate me as a teenager to take her away from all her friends. <laughs> I was like, I'm on a time-sensitive thing here. Right? <laughs> 
I had a great network in the, in the UK. So don't get me wrong. I probably could have probably done a, a lot of, you know, segue in, in the London market. Yeah, yeah. However, again, it was like my story there was really holding me back. Right. Um, it was like I had to escape from it for a second. And yeah. Lo and behold, it, L.A. is an amazing place for this. I mean, I started, like, signing up for certain, like, tech, com- you know, conference here or this here. And this was before the yeah. pandemic. So I was able to do things in person. And I started meeting people. And one thing led to the another. And I, I mean, I started, I just created this. Yeah. Now, before I actually went into the whole development stage, I was on an accreditation, a divorce coaching accreditation course yeah. with my now partner. Yeah. And she was on it. And there was 30 of us on this cohort. And I remember thinking, all of us, and we were listening to one another, and we were coaching, and we're doing all this yeah. stuff. And it was a very intense course. And I thought to myself, I want to work with her. I like her. You just vibed it. Yeah. I vibed it. I knew something. It just felt right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sent her like messages. And I was like, hey, can we chat? And, you know, we, I told her about this crazy idea I had. Yeah. And she's like, I love this crazy idea. And, you know, she has a successful CDFA a business going, you know, where she's helping people through the financials. But she thought, God, we need to reach a larger audience. And they need more support and help than yeah. just that nuance or yeah. just this. There's a there's a holistic approach to it that yeah. can happen. And one of the most important things is connecting with other people too. Yeah. And other professionals and knowing who's out there. So this is where it the birth of split FYI. <laughs> and being that you had both never been in technology before, mm. how did you go about learning how to build an app, build the site like all the things to yeah. make split what your vision is for it to become, where do you even begin? Well, and that's and that's the thing that, you know, if, if you were to ask me, like, what is the thing maybe if you went back and would have wished that you did? I was like, maybe I would have wished that we could have tried to find a tech partner, right? Because yeah. it was a lot of trial and error. Um, all right. So what we set out to do is let's just build an MVP. Yeah. Let's just build minimum an MVP. Minimum viable product. A minimum, yeah. but yeah, exactly. And so if we build an MVP, we can get any development agency to just build some kind yeah. of, you know, like you would say like a little front face of a brick and mortar, right? Like right, it's like really, right. that's it. And and let's test it out and let's see how it goes and let's start building a community. That's what we were doing. Yeah. And but we realized like actually as you're in it, then you start like, oh, let's do this and let's yeah. test this out and let's see if this works. And it's becoming more of a beast in itself. Yeah. So did we have the right fit for every, you know, tech entity no and so we're learning and by trial and error yeah. unfortunately which can be a little costly and time consuming but well, I, I actually think all of life is learning by trial and error but we start to perceive that we could have control or we think that some other person has it all figured it out and so we're like well if they have it figured out we need to have it figured out but yeah. then when we start doing this thing that's really detrimental which is we start trying to walk someone else's path instead of our yes. own I think the more we could just embrace curiosity, even right now, we were joking before I started recording on the podcast, we have this camera live. I've never done a LinkedIn live in my life. I don't even know if the thing's going, but we decided to take the chance and just like- Just go for it. Just (laughs) go for it. And I think life is just be curious. Yeah. Yeah. Explore, experiment. Going back to me personally, I would say that- it's worked for me and it's also not worked for me, right? So in the sense that some people really need to know, like, they do their due diligence before they're going to jump yeah. in, right? They yeah. are pros and cons and this is going to happen. Right. And sometimes they talk themselves out of doing yeah. it, right? Whereas I don't want to even get to that point. Yeah. Because i rather jump in. Yeah. And then find out. 
And, yeah. And that's what I did. And I was like, and I got Heather to do it with me. Totally. My totally. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I have no idea what you're about to say. So I have this saying. I, I said it on, on the phone to my friend Holly years ago, and I'm like, I really like that. I, I say your intuition is your oracle. Mm. I feel like your intuition is a GPS system. Mm. What I have no idea what you're about to say is there are so many business decisions I make on just a intuitive sense yeah. of what date I should do, what chance I should take, mm-hmm. what leap I should. And I'm scared. I'm always scared, but mm. I'm like, F it. Let's go. Let's like, just do it. Let's just see what happens. How many decisions, business decisions, do you make based on intuition? Quite a bit. And so, and the reason why, I mean, especially when you're talking about working with other people. Yeah. Okay. That is huge. For yeah. me, um, who you, you know, who you let in in your house. And yeah. that is what it is. Is like, it, it needs to be a little selective and, but selective not because you're trying to figure them out it's how the feeling of it and that intuition is like what are they saying how are they operating yeah you know more so than what are their like what's their resume like what's their skill set right yeah yeah. you know and it's equally even like when I work with people by the way I mean you know when I'm one-on-one coaching someone I can be I have to be selective because there's got to be somebody who needs to and wants to do the work. Totally. You know? But how do you even choose, like, what technology to build your app in, how to get it built? Do you know code or do you hire a developer or do you do it yourself or do you go to school or do you find an intern? How are you going through those decision-making processes? Again, a lot of it trial and error. A lot of it we put faith in the developers that we had and then we soon learned that, okay, maybe they don't have all the answers so let's go elsewhere. And of course, joining lots of groups and founder groups and asking the questions, the Slack channels, the WhatsApp groups. I mean, we got lots of those and like, hey guys, so what do you... Lots of question answering. Yeah, what do you think about this... you know, yeah. plug in. And what do you think about that? And, you know, how has anybody used this platform before? And mm-hmm. that is where where I got all the information. And don't be afraid to ask. And by the way, people love, love to give their information out. So like, or help you yeah. and support you in that, especially founders. That, and that's what's so beautiful about you guys are doing, because it's like connecting the people together. Yeah. Um, and knowing there's a community that you can call on. It's all about collaboration. All it's about all about collaboration. The more we win together, the more everybody wins. I, I, I wish there, there was like a memo that could just go out <laughs> to everybody about that. You even got to pitch at Har- the Harvard? Harvard Alumni Pitch Contest. I did That's that. That's really yeah. cool. And you, you didn't go to Harvard. No, I did not go to Harvard. So tell us about that. It was great. I got um, invited uh, with uh, by a VC that I know. It was, I mean, I was just honored to be invited. And yeah. I was absolutely nervous. It was my first time getting in front of the stage. I mean, by the way, because of COVID, everything, all the pitches or everything was done via Zoom. Yeah. So in person, you know, yeah. figure out like, oh my God, is the, you know, the deck going to be behind me? And yeah. how am I going to hold mm-hmm. my cue cards? Cause I can't memorize this or I can't yeah. figure it out. I'm so nervous. And I just want to have somebody, something to look at. And I, re- I realized that, you know, everyone's there who are listening. They're not, they could be judging if they want to, but who cares? Because yeah. you're, you really are offering something that you're doing to an audience that is very curious about wh- who, what people are doing out there. Yeah. And so I literally had to talk myself off a cliff. I had to coach myself and I had to get other people to be like, 
talk to me yeah. down it because it was really nerve wracking. But the opportunity is there. And this is what I say. When an opportunity rises, I seize the day. Yeah. I really, even just if I'm not prepared. Action. Just that fear, mm. like, gets you all to just, like, do the thing. Just, like, mm, do and, the thing. And everyone's yeah. human, by the way. Yeah. And I saw and you noticed definitely in that contest like there are those who are very well versed at pitching okay they've this is not their first rodeo yeah, yeah. this is like you know their hundredth rodeo and they're up there and they're killing it and they're great but even them it's like even then they're human and making human errors and yeah. doing all that stuff and that's okay and nobody's caring but is it what are you what are you solving for right what are you trying to achieve that's what i really want to understand yeah. and how can we do this and can we help you do this? That's what I got from that. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, I had everyone coming up to me afterwards. And even though my pitch definitely wasn't the best, yeah. and I was like, fumbling a bit, um, we're our worst critic, by the way, always. And we always have to recognize that, that what how we are coming off and how we feel we're coming off yeah. isn't perceived the same way from other people. And that is something yeah. that I had to remember. So it's like, okay, they're seeing something different clearly because totally. I'm getting interest. So that was great. Yeah. So cool. What business challenge have you successfully overcome that was really difficult? So there's quite a few of the challenges, but there, there's like... Also, and how did you overcome it? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think that one of the things, this is an interesting thing, and this is pretty granular, but okay, when anybody knows and you have a tech company and, you know, either you're selling services or products or whatever, SEO happens to be one of the most important things. Totally. Oh, my Search God. Search engine optimization. Yes. yes. Thank you for that. Um, and, uh, you know, that was I the darkest cloud. Like, we're like, I don't, we don't even understand this. And nor did our developers. So yeah. we didn't have support on that. And I think... Um, it took a long time. We got the right people and to help us to educate us yeah. on it, which is really important. So it's not like I'm hiring somebody coming in and then, okay, you you sort it out. Yeah. It's like, can you educate us on this and really yeah. understand what it takes so that we're more savvy and that we can start also helping ourselves? Right. That was the most important thing. So we can take a handle and we don't have to spend copious amounts yeah. of money getting somebody else to do a lot of that. And after a year of never being indexed, oh, yeah. A oh, year? A year. Google just did not we find were indexed. you. We are not indexed whatsoever. Yeah. We had so much content. I mean, a blog a You're week. You're like, what do I need to do? Oh, my God. Like hundreds of blogs. I'm in suspense. Oh, okay. it was, it was, I, we cried. There yeah. was a, like a moment that we're just like, uh. Yeah. Um, well, we got our shit together. We got some answers. We Got the education we needed. Yeah. And that's what's really important. Um, and then now we're empowered and we get it now. We're like, oh, okay. Because I was like, what? Are you indexed? I, we're indexed. Okay. <laughs> You're getting there. And what, it, but, and what I'm saying is, what's interesting is, is that I didn't even know really what not being indexed meant. Yeah. Do you understand? <laughs> and I was like, let's take it down to like, I'm kindergarten level here. Like, you what's know? SEO? I was yeah. like, well, SEO, I kind of knew, yeah. but I was like, what the hell does all of that mean? Yeah. And, you know, what is this Google Analytics yeah. and Google this and being this? And oh my God, like, and it's constantly changing. Yeah. So now we're aware of it. And yeah, yeah, for anybody who is, you know, embarking on that, that's, you know, something that definitely get educated on that totally and i i think there's a really delicate balance or dance between trying to find the perfect way to do things mm -hmm. and, and i talked about this a little before and just enjoying the curiosity of the process because yes. like really being an entrepreneur 
like, how cool is it that we get creative freedom? Yeah. That we get to express ourselves in this way. And so, uh, at least for me, I want to wake up being like, what do I get to study today? Yeah. Instead of like, why can't I figure this out yet? Because I need to make this work yeah. so I have this many sales. I rather, instead of that friction energy, which I experience a, to- a ton, I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so much more enjoyable if I'm just like, all right, like, I'm really haven't figured out this whole website thing and I, it seems like I keep every road I take I keep ending up with like not having the site I want and no one fig- can figure out what it does and mm-hmm. let me just like go back at the drawing board and like become curious and see what other options I have out there rather than this you know self-critic of like why can't I get it right self-critic yeah. or defeat yeah. You're feeling like you're defeatist, like you're like, okay, I can't, I can't I make can't this work. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's an interesting thing because what Literally, you're saying if you that, go to my website, you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> like it's like years of this problem. Oh, we're having this. Too, like I right? cannot digitally communicate with simplicity to yeah. save my life yet. Yeah. It is my goal. My favorite website ever. Hmm jamesclear.com I think it's because he has his last name he just embodies it it is just so clear it's so clear it's so clear <laughs> and like he, you just know and you know where to go and you know what to do and he has a profit I, I don't know him personally but I imagine he has a profitable I don't see how a website like that does not have a profitable business wow we're gonna have to check this out I'm telling you jamesclear.com <laughs> is like the legend of being clear in digital communication and it if you had to name mine, mine would be digitally messy, like digitally cluttered, <laughs> you know, digital I, hoarder. <laughs> like, we feel the same way, yeah. actually, that UX experience, you know, yeah. that user experience is everything, right? And we know that. And and this is where it's interesting. So that cross between getting indexed, yeah. really important, organic growth, and people are finding you. Yeah. And once they find you, huh, if they don't understand what you're <laughs> offering is. Totally. And if they don't, it's not very clear where to go next. And then if you don't have the email field, and then if you don't have the newsletter written that attaches to the app to become like, there's so, so many, many layers. Pieces. There's so, so many, many pieces. pieces. And I mean, we have really that's trial and yeah. error. That is, we are also in that that's same why you boat. Gotta just enjoy, you just got to surrender and just enjoy it and be curious. Which is, it's way easier to say that. Like, obviously, oh. the me with anxiety that wakes up at six a.m. like ah, or can't go to sleep completely is not enjoying anything no but, but when the more you practice i think the more it becomes the habit to enjoy the well, process somebody had always said it's like if if you're not having a good time yeah. doing this if yeah. if it outweighs okay so you're not gonna have a good time every day okay yeah. like that's impossible yeah. right but if you're not enjoying that process if you're not thriving with it yeah. right and in really recognizing yeah. how amazing this experience is that you get to learn so much and you're still adding to your pocket right like yeah. oh okay i learned this and i learned that even though i didn't get this done yeah. fine i learned it right then if it outweighs if it yeah. doesn't outweigh the the bad part then you have to revisit because yeah. if you're always constantly like up against a brick wall and you feel like you're not getting anywhere yeah. then you got to check yourself totally. and say like that i agree i mean there are days i have that are like that, but not a year of that, not yeah. every day, not, you know, a month of it. Like, they're moments. So, Lila, you and I met on a women's hike, mm. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, Alexandra, I can't think of Alexandra's last name right Levitt? now. Levitt? Yeah, Levitt mm-hmm. does. I think they're so great. Women's walks. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. Reach out um, on social to get more details. Like, I love the women's walks. And we met there. Yeah. Um, how did you initially discover the women's walks? 
So it was through another co-founder. Um, I was put in touch with another co-founder who, or sorry, another founder um, who uh, that was invested by one of my angel investors. And she he put us in contact. I mean, that's how convoluted it was out in London, by the way. Yeah. And he said, you two need to meet. you both in L.A. You guys will love each other. And she's the one who invited me to it. So, and she said, you know, it's really great if you're, just walking and talking with yeah. a bunch of co-founders or founders. And, yeah. you know, it just helps. Because and they're not intense. No. They're just they're a cash walk. Cash walk. And yeah. we talk about everything and anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what was great. Because sometimes you also don't want to be talking about your business all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of relieving that it's not um, co so contrived that you're like, okay, I'm getting up and I'm introducing myself and I have to talk about the business and I have to talk, which a lot of, a lot of you know, great initiatives, networking initiatives do. This is very relaxed, yeah. which I loved. Yeah. Have you raised money for Split FII? Yes, we have. We've had a small raise, initial kind of I would call it a more friends and family yeah. raise, even though yeah. there's some angels that are in there. Yeah. Um, and now we are in the process of doing a proper pre-seed round uh, raise. And we've got some committed angel, bigger, you know, tickets. And so we'll see. Yeah. You know, we're, it's, it's been a tough ride in the past couple of months because the market is the way it is. It's Christmas. It was a little bit of downtime, yeah. you know, New Year. So, yeah, we're, we're out there. You know, I'm out there meeting with angels, meeting with VCs. So we're definitely in the raising process right now. And how do you feel LA is to raise money? Like, does LA have a, a strong ecosystem to help you thrive? It does. And, you know, I'm new to the LA ecosystem yeah. for sure. So, you know, it's been, I've been here for just over four years. So I would say that do I know all of them yet? No, absolutely not. But I'm always constantly meeting somebody who's introducing me to another, right? So I feel like there is a lot. Do yeah. I know all of them? No. Yeah, but yeah. there are so many ecosystems and there's a lot of support. And they generally want to see the businesses thrive here. Totally. You know? So, and I love that and I see that. I mean, which as they should, to be honest, you know? There's a lot of great ideas and great founders over here. And I'd love to see all of them get support, you know? Totally. Who is a tech company or talent who has really impressed you? So I met Samantha Patel. Patel, I'm going to butcher her last name, but she um, founded uh, the Travel Well Company right on the onset of COVID. So that oh, alone, wow. and that alone, when nobody was traveling, she went up against the grain. I mean, she raised funds. She's a go-getter. Travel Well? Travel Where Well she Company. she based in LA? She's in LA. She's in Santa Monica as oh, well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of grit to do something like that, that the whole world is thinking, nope, nobody's going to travel again. And yeah. she started and successfully started this um, well-traveled company, which uh, is a very cool app um, that you connect with others who are traveling and talk about their experiences, a lot of women on there. So it's like, you know, like, where can you stay? Where do you go? And yeah. and then joining groups of women who are wanting to travel together, which is amazing. I'm probably butchering her whole business. <laughs> thing but i just i found that very impressive that they actually even raised funds during that time of where everyone's like who's going to travel again totally. and it's an amazing app so what restaurant do you recommend in la right so i interestingly the one that um i said to you <laughs> god i can't remember anything, um i it's closing down so 
other restaurants, I love Felix, and I'll tell you why. Because it's Where is not it? Felix is in on off of Abbott Kinney. Okay, um, not easy to get into. Uh, you have to reserve for sure a table like a week, and there are some walk-ins. But usually, if you're just two of you, you could walk in. But you know, if it's a bigger table, no. But it's really good Italian food. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's on the west side. Now, I'm a pizza freak. So I'm Italian, so I love my pizzas, but I only like my Italian pizzas. Da Michele, which is in um, Hollywood, yeah, uh, is the one of the most famous pizzerias in Napoli. Really? Oh yeah, it's the plate. It's the pizzeria that I used to go to when I got off the train to go see my grandparents in Napoli. Wow, it is, you're making me want to go there. It's so good. Okay? okay, they opened their only other shop, only other restaurant in LA, and. Not only that, let's take it a step further. They bring and import everything what? in. The water included to no. make their oh yeah. The water, the every single thing, the water, the tomatoes, the, all of it. You have to go to Damichele. And you guys, I mean, that is like the best pizza. And I only say it's because it's farther away from me. So and in LA, you know, like that further can yeah, mean yeah, an yeah. hour and a half to two yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. So I don't go as often, but oh my God, if it was closer to me, I would be going every week if I could. No way. It's the I'm best so... pizza. I'm 100% there. If someone were just flying into L.A. today, what would you recommend for them to connect with the tech community? We are, we are LA, LA Tech. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say that because absolutely we are LA Tech. Check out the wearelatech.chat group. It's wearelatech.chat. So www.wearelatech.chat. And you can connect with the community. It's free there. Um, That's amazing. Uh, that you offer that is so amazing. Honestly, I love it. You know, my sleepless nights. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, what's an activity you recommend everybody do? To, when they come to L.A.? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hiking. hiking. I know people can and say surfing. Hike? And, you know, surfing is great. Do you have great. a hike you I, recommend, a specific one? So I, so I love the West Ridge one that we do, the yeah. West Ridge yeah. Trail. But I really love... and. I'm I again. I know where it is. I don't yeah. know exactly the name of it, but I know it's the Santa Monica yeah. Mountains, and it's from Topanga. You get there, yeah. So it's from Topanga that you go up and you start on the Santa Monica Mountains, and you're like overlooking Malibu and yeah. the ocean, and it's like the most you know picturesque hike you can imagine. Yeah. And what I love about that is in Topanga is very cool. Yeah. It's like very spiritual place, yeah. right? And they've got really cool hippie stores and a great place couple places to eat so you can make a whole day of it and hike and then reward yourself with something yummy a little shop it's amazing that's awesome oh i'm so excited thank you so much for hanging out with the we are la tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the los angeles tech community remember to go to we are la tech.com slash community that's we are la tech.com slash community say hello on social at we are la tech on twitter on instagram on facebook i will see you talk to you all the things in the next episode bye bye so i'm lila aiken ali the co-founder of Split FYI, which is a divorce management tool. And I am based in Santa Monica. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. 
Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.